And so it was a very menacing thing. And my blood froze like when I uncovered this. I was like, oh, my God. Welcome to another episode of Chatter, a podcast from The Gist, with me, Josh Hamilton. This might be the most insane episode I have done to date. My guest today asked to remain anonymous, so I'll just refer to him as James N. During some research I've been doing about psychological and information warfare, I came across the term cyber torture. Cyber torture is a pretty vast term, but one example is the harassment experienced by Julian Assange whilst he was in the Ecuadorian embassy. There is ongoing research and investigation being conducted on this topic, including work done by Niels Meltzer in coordination with the UN. And there are thousands and thousands of reported cases of individuals experiencing organized harassment and targeting. Whether you choose to believe James or not in his own story, there are thousands of studied and documented cases of cyber torture and organized harassment. And if you don't believe that, you can check out the list of sources and studies that I've added in the description below. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and to our mailing list. And don't forget, my book, Brexit, The Establishment Civil War, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. You'll find the link in the description below. So, here's James. You are ready to go? Okay, so, uh, mics are on, we are live. James, uh, welcome to the show. It's very cool to have you chatting to me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Not a problem. So we're we're here to talk about about cyber torture. So why don't you give people um, an idea of of how would you even define it? Because I don't know the 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 term brings to mind so many different possibilities for what it could mean. So you know why don't you do, start by laying out what it is? So cyber torture is a term that uh, Niels Melzer, who uh, is the special rapporteur for torture at the UN, has coined and. He has been using it, and it's a type of umbrella term that refers to uh, just a whole bunch of different types of harassments. Um, So it's definitely an umbrella term, and there are some misconceptions on uh, what cyber torture is exactly, because it can include lots of things. Um, So it can include electronic harassment, uh, which generally involves... uh, um, uh, advanced technologies that um, can uh, effectively torture you uh, through like microwaves, radio waves, uh, there's acoustic weapons. So kind of advanced uh, weaponry that um, isn't very well known today. So that's part of electronic harassment. harassment. There's also elements like illegal surveillance, um, which can be done in a numerous amount of ways in today's world. Um, there's uh, psychological aspects to it. Uh, there's things like coordinated stalking. Um, there's uh, uh, a whole multitude of things. So, so it's used as a uh, an umbrella term. And uh, I myself, I consider myself a victim of organized harassment. Uh, which is a maybe an older term before Niels Melzer came up with this term, 
And uh, I, I consider organized harassment to have uh, a mixture of a classical playbook that, that's been around for 70, 80 years of uh, harassment techniques mixed with more modern ones, which include some under the cyber torture umbrella. So that's it in a nutshell. So when you say organized harassment, like what exactly do you, do you mean? Okay, so you say that there's a, like a playbook going back 70, 80 years. Do you want to lay out maybe perhaps what, what some of the tactics involved in that sure. would have been? And maybe, yeah, we'll start with that. So, so first, uh, yeah, I'll start with historical versions of it. So uh, now organized harassment, again, it, it's sort of a general term. It, it could go back, who knows how far back. Uh, some people say there might have been ancient Roman versions, which there probably was. But uh, some historical rooted versions are uh, the most famous one is COINTELPRO, which is a uh, program that was set up by the FBI and it was systematic harassment of selected targets. Uh, most of the targets were fairly famous or at least influential, or they had a specific reason for going after. Um, some of the names who were in this program are out there and, and you can read about it. I believe John Lennon was uh, part of COINTELPRO at a, a point. And uh, COINTELPRO, some of the tactics involved were smear campaigns against the people, uh, spreading rumors about them, uh, generally trying to make their life more difficult. Uh, they did lots of black bag jobs, um, which is when you break into someone's home, perhaps steal uh, a few things uh, that could be related to their identity, like you could get their social insurance number, you can steal things like that, and also kind of psychologically disturb them by letting you know that someone was there, perhaps by moving things around or, or slightly uh, damaging something, just get, leaving them a sign that someone was there. So COINTELPRO uh, that was one version of organized harassment. Another version uh, was in East Germany called a Zersetzung. And uh, this was an even more advanced version of something like COINTELPRO. It included the black bag jobs. It included um, smear campaigns. But it also included uh, coordinated stalking. Uh, that's multiple individuals, perhaps complete strangers that uh, will follow you around, uh, kind of let you know that you're being watched and followed on a street level, as well as others. Um, so those are two very well-known and, and well-studied um, versions of, of complex uh, organized harassment. And... and and of course, there's other versions. Um, there's what's a term called a fair game, um, which is a version of organized harassment um, used to get uh, revenge against people uh, that's related to Scientology. And uh, there's another version referred to the white glove treatment. Uh, and, and, and there's other organizations uh 
with some power that are able to do these systematic harassment campaigns against people. So why would why would the CIA or or any government choose choose to use these techniques to to intimidate people or to to try and I don't know coerce them into doing something? Why why would they choose this as opposed to I don't know more or perhaps less subtle means of of trying to you know mess with their head or or attempt to get them to be quiet about something or or stop protesting or speaking out about something like what why would this be the the chosen method in in order to you know oppose people or essentially well historically speaking um when we knew for example like it's a fact that the FBI did these types of things uh in the past mm-hmm. um what it's an effective way to derail their life um and in many cases it can be done more or less without the individual knowing exactly what is behind it uh so it can be very difficult to get help in such a situation it's covert harassment is what it is um and so uh the fbi did use it effectively against targets that they they just wanted to either slow down get more information from um uh in some cases the fbi did even murder people um i think it fred hampton was the name of uh, one of the people that uh the fbi did murder that that's the most extreme case but it's to it's for power and control and and it's one of the effective tools that they have and um it's not as extreme as an assassination uh because they can't go around assassinating every single people although they were related to the program in some cases um but it, it's a it's a a means to have power and control and to uh to to uh silence your enemies or slow them down so th- so that's the reason why the FBI did it that's the reason why the Stasi state did it in East Germany because you could uh eliminate someone it's it's a form of psychological warfare just low intensity psychological warfare to silently eliminate someone so that's the historical reasons for those versions of organized harassment I mean that des- definitely makes sense if you were to ru- if you were to be running a if I was to have my own country and you're in charge and you go okay you know we need to we need to try and maybe get these people discredited or we want to have so we want to send them a message that 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 we don't like what they're doing but we don't want them to explicitly know who it is that's doing it or exactly what it is that's being done or like you said even if there's nothing happening or sorry it feels like maybe there's nothing happening or you might just be losing your mind like that's that's probably one of the the, the most effective ways to, to get some to get people to 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 break like you, you don't have to, to to ruin like like to completely take them out in order to to silence them you just need to to break them psychologically and which is probably a lot easier than discrediting someone's ideas um so when did yes when did you um, first come across uh, the the term? Was it like when you? So you said you you'd been a victim yourself, and I want to get onto your own your own experience. But when did you first like come across um, cyber torture as as like an idea or or a term? Was it was it only when you began experiencing um, harassment, or or were you sort of familiar with the with the term and the idea beforehand? 
I had very little uh, knowledge about most of these topics, but I became a victim of organized harassment myself. Um, so cyber torture is the term uh, being held up by Niels Melzer, and he has kind of his own game plan for that. And, uh, and it also is talking about stuff in the future. I've talked so far about organized harassment of the past. Well, these same programs, uh, the COINTEL program, they said, oh, we don't do that anymore. But uh, I don't believe that for one second. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, are, whether it's the FBI or anyone else, more, more sophisticated versions of these programs are coming out that more, it's, it's getting more and more advanced to the point where it's not even so much uh, discrediting someone playing with their mind. Uh, as we'll talk to later, the next frontier of warfare in general and control is to get directly inside the brain, to effectively hack your brain. Now, we can talk a little bit about that later and the extent to which that is possible now and what may be possible in the future. But that's kind of the next frontier. Um, so, so there's lots and lots of reasons why powerful entities would want to invest a lot of time and energy into perfecting these uh, forms of harassment. And indeed, they're getting more and more covert uh, in nature. And, and uh, that's something that people will have to... Uh, really pay attention to. So, so that's the, the cyber torture aspect. Um, so I first found out about it. I, I realized I had some type of systematic harassment against me. Uh, I started researching things. I, I wasn't exactly sure. I knew some of the perpetrators personally against it. And I knew that from direct conversations from them, from direct threats they gave to me, things like, uh, we can ruin your life if we want to. Um, it's going to be really hard for you to restart your life after this. And there's a lot of money involved in it. These were uh, direct, more or less, quotes from perpetrators who I uncovered. Uh, so as soon as I heard those things, I said, oh, my God, there, there's something going on. And as more things happened, I realized this is a type of organized harassment. And so that led me to trying to figure out what it was, what the nature of it was. And uh, so that I, I had so-called black bag, bag jobs uh, done against me on multiple occasions. Uh, and at this point, I still didn't know a whole bunch about organized harassment, but I kind of you kind of knew what it was, kind of a psychological game. And I, I reported it to lawyers, my parents, to health officials, and uh, and I started reporting these symptoms of organized harassment before I even knew what it was. Um, so that's kind of how I got the ball rolling, um, and and so I've obviously uncovered a lot since then. Okay, so do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about your experience then? So you so you talked a little bit about it there, um, and also do you want to tell me what a black bag job is? Yes, sorry, that's when 
that that was one of the Cointel Pro techniques uh, that is still done today. And a, a black bag job is uh, simply going into your house or your, the place that you live. Um, they might steal a few petty things, uh, like not super valuable things, not something the police would necessarily want to get involved in. They wouldn't steal a diamond ring or something like that, but they'll steal some some minor things. They'll they'll maybe shift a few things around in your house, let you know they were there. Uh, in the olden days, they might look for like your birth certificate, your sin, but I think that's more old fashioned style. They can get those things other ways now. Um, uh, and in my case, they even like it, it was it was a psychological uh warfare technique they um they sent me messages through these black bag jobs they uh would take a bag and fill it full of items uh that i knew wasn't there and i i came across this bag and uh i can't describe exactly it was it was the context was related just to me and my situation but they left things in my apartment that uh, I knew why they left those particular objects. It was to send me a message. They weren't there beforehand. There is no possible way. And and so that's a, a black bay job. It's a legal entry into your your place um, to gaslight you, to 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 scare you, to intimidate you, perhaps gather information. And I I knew these were happening. Uh, it happened to me maybe four times. I, I came back and there was an obvious black bag job. Um, they would even drop cigarette butts around my house. And I said, I know that wasn't there for sure. Like someone was here and, and they let you do it. But in, in a way that there's deniability. So if you go to the police and I say, oh, someone was in my house and there's cigarette butts on the floor and they left this strange bag full of items that kind of had this meaning um, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to the police officer. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like a, a psychological warfare technique and it was done in Cointel Pro. It was done in Zerzetzung and uh, it's done in modern organized harassment reported by thousands of other victims. I mean, what you're describing actually it reminds me of, of some of the things I've heard about um, happening to Bob Lazar, who is um, someone who claimed to have worked for the US government in um, some military bases relating to um, Area 51. And he says that, yeah, <laughs> it's a really hilarious, but, but his story is really weird because um, he, he's, he's experiencing some of the same things that you're saying. He's, you know, he's coming back and maybe he'd wake up in the morning and he'd go outside and his car doors would be sitting open or, you know, just yeah. really like, just really tiny things that like was slowly just really fuck with your head. So, so you said people, people came into the apartment and they, they actually like left like a, a bag just of, of, items as some sort of message to you that they were that, that yes I, I i wish i could explain like what exactly was inside the bag yeah. um but this is kind of one it's kind of an online like this is a real uh, ongoing issue for me there's legal elements yeah. there's people i don't want to mess with so i can't exactly maybe one day i'll write a book about this or something but i i could like it was 
objects that there was no possibility I just left behind there and they had a specific meaning like a message and the message was like we we can ruin your life we're watching you like this is to put fear in you and so it was a very menacing thing and my blood froze like when I uncovered this I was like oh my god and that was when I was starting to really realize uh I was in uh like I, I told you, I received some of those threats earlier and I took them very seriously, but I said, you know, this might be a bit of a bluff. This might, what do you mean? There's a whole bunch of money behind this or you can ruin my life. I, I didn't know how to interpret those things. And then when these events started to happen, I said, oh my gosh, um, this is really serious business. And also these people know what they're doing. They're good. Uh, they're, they're able to pull off uh, pretty impressive covert uh, harassments. And, and so that was one of them. And one of the ones that I really caught on early that I, I, I knew I was in a tough situation. So where did it start? What was the first um, time that you thought, well, that's a bit odd or something happened or you were aware that, that you were a victim of something? So this is an excellent question. Um, so, and it's a little bit hard to describe, but I'll, I'll do it. Basically, I was targeted for, for years before I was aware of it, um, which is not uncommon from what other people said. Now, this doesn't mean I was harassed all the time. Um, this doesn't mean... I saw coordinated stalking or black bag jobs all the time, but I could kind of reconstruct uh, the timeline um, for how this unfolded to some degree. I know for sure some of this began in 2013. And uh, one of the earliest incidents, um, I have to be a bit careful about talking about this, but I was put on a watch list for an incredibly petty, petty crime, like quote, quote unquote crime. It, it was a, a very, it was a very small misdemeanor uh, that kind of happened in an orchestrated fashion that seemed very odd to me. Uh, and I do believe this was done uh, not as a coincidence, but I, a police officer came up to me and uh, he said, like, yeah, we know about this real basic crime. It's not even a crime in Canada anymore. Uh, and he put me on a watch list. He said, you're going to be put on a secret watch list. It won't show up at if you go to the border or something like that. But we're like that we're putting you on this watch list. So. I really wish I called a lawyer at the time and I refused to give my information for the watch list. Uh, these police did a few other sketchy things. Uh, I, I think the whole thing, uh, it seemed to me like really sloppy police work. They, I'm not going to say exactly what they did, but they didn't do things exactly by the book. It was really not a major crime or anything like that. And like I said, it's not even a crime in Canada anymore. And I, I think this whole setup was orchestrated. 
so I w that might have been the first seed. Um, and in these more sophisticated organized harassment campaigns, they can spend some time to get started, to get a profile uh, on you, to research you, to know where they can attack you. Um, find out what your weaknesses are, find out what skeletons you have in your closet, find anything like that. Uh, so that was the first trace I noticed of something odd going on. And there was more to that story, uh, but I'm going to leave it there. I can move on a bit. Uh, and then uh, I, I, mo I moved across the country uh, to the other side of the country. Um, and I didn't notice anything unusual for like a year or two. Um, but then, uh, in retrospect, I started to realize that, um, people were being planted into my life, uh, for nefarious reasons. Uh, and, uh, so this was happening for two or three years. Um, and at the time I just thought, oh, these are just jerks or you just have bumps in the road in life but uh what happened is uh i started to have a few bad experiences uh with people uh in my job related to my social circle could be roommates things like that who were acting very very bizarrely um and finally it was when I confronted one of them. This wasn't until 2019. Um, when I confronted one of them, uh, they responded with these direct threats, uh, with this notion that there's like more going on than you realize. Uh, sorry, I'm speaking very carefully because I, I don't want to implicate people. Um, no, okay. but, uh, um, what basically happened was it wasn't until 2019 when I really confronted, uh, one of these people who I felt was damaging my life. I thought they're gaslighting me. I believed that they were doing another, uh, very unethical thing against me that I can't bring up. Um, and I confronted them. And that's when, the, like I said, this is way too over the top. And, and as soon as I uncovered this, I realized that this person uh, was part of a plot, that this was not an accident, that all of these other people that I was involved in uh, actually knew each other. <laughs> And they didn't tell me that they knew each other. And then I realized that there was a bit of a web, a bit of a system of people gaslighting me, trying to derail my life. And, and, and that uh, was something that took me a while to uncover. And I may have never uncovered that. It, it would have been very uh, possible that I would have never uncovered that there was a connection between these people uh, who were in on it. Um, and uh, that, again, is another technique going back to previous forms of organized harassment. It was 
especially notable in the Stasi state, where one in 30 civilians was a spy and a provocateur for the the system. Now, I don't think anything to that, I, like, I don't think one in 30 U.S. citizens are involved in organized wrestling, <laughs> like in, in, in East Germany, I don't think that at all. But they will know, man. tailor Check your Twitter feed. Uh, really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But uh, uh, they they will certainly uh, curate and tailor uh, a system. Uh, they'll set it up against you. And in my case, uh, I know with a hundred percent certainty there was about five or six people in on it. They basically admitted it as much. Uh, and I suspect another maybe three or four were in on it as well. Different levels. Um, uh, but and, and all these experiences that I'm describing are common to other victims today. Uh, and those were the most damaging is uh, if, if you can get someone to gaslight you at work, if you can get someone close to them, get you to gaslight them all the time, the effects can be devastating, just devastating. And so that was uh, uh, how I first started to um, catch on to that, was the con confronting this one guy. And, and, and then what escalated was I went to the police. Uh, I went to the police about these threats that I received. Um, and uh, the police said, you know, uh, gather as much evidence. Like we think you could have some evidence in this case to defend yourself. And I did gather some evidence. Um, and they said, you know, like we believe your story, but there's only so much we can do. Uh, and after going to the police, that is when the, uh, the major harassment started. As soon as I went to the police, Right after that, that's when like the full playbook came out. That's when the coordinated stalking started. That's when the black bag job started. That's when uh, I, I met a few other people planted. Even someone I went to for help was planted on me. And I said, oh my goodness, this is, I, I had no idea that I uncovered something this deep. Uh, and, and so it was kind of, uh, a bit of a going down a rabbit hole to reconstruct the full events of what happened before I knew and after. Okay. Um, my, the, the biggest question I have is, is kind of why you, you know, what, 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 a, yes. yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is the number one question, uh, for contemporary victims of organized harassment. We talked a little bit about the historical versions uh, now we're going to talk about the contemporary versions. Uh, this is what uh, thousands of people uh, worldwide complain of these issues. Um, and the number one question is, why would it happen? Like the Cointel Pro is explained, you know, we know why they went after John Lennon because he was famous and influential. Why are they going after you? Um, so there's multiple answers to this question. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and it's a bit frightening. And some of these are theoretical. So in my case, I have two main theories about why they went after me, why I was flagged. Um, but 
before I talk about mine, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about other people's. Um, so, um, modern organized harassment, uh, it's believed that it's happening for multiple reasons. It can be used to get revenge against someone for petty reasons. It can be used for nefarious, illegal reasons, uh, including perverted reasons, um, sexual assault, things along those lines. And another theory is that it's mostly done uh, for illegal experimentation and the expanding of these systems of control. So instead of doing these systems of control against uh, one person, uh, like a famous person, uh, it seems that they want to be able to control people's lives on a wider scale. So to unpack this all a bit more, um, there's a, I'll give you an example of each of these cases. Uh, there's a journalist in... Uh, New Zealand. Her name is Susie Dawson. Okay. And she she covered WikiLeaks. She was all into the Julian Assange mistreatment. And she became a victim of uh, organized harassment. Uh, she had to escape the country she was in. Uh, she moved and, and she, she had a vicious campaign against her. In that case, it was pretty clearly because she was a journalist. They wanted to silence her. They didn't want to talk her. Uh, they didn't want any talk about the WikiLeaks. So, so that was one like political motive. Um, sometimes they can be done for just like a petty reason. I'll give you two of those examples. Um, there was uh, uh, many cases where someone uh, breaks up with their husband or they reject a lover and then they find themselves in an organized harassment campaign. Um, that includes, uh, there was a, a well-covered version of this that happened in uh, Canada, in Calgary, where a woman broke up with her husband and he started a systematic organized harassment campaign that he funded himself against her. But this included paying off the police. It included um, uh, paying off pri private investigators. And uh, all of this was proven in court, including that the police uh, were in on this stalking campaign. And, and so that one ended. But the third one is, is the biggest and, and the biggest exclamation. And that's uh, that it's uh, done, done as a system for one that the military industrial complex could get plenty of opportunity to um, practice their techniques, practice, uh, get use out of their technologies, get work for people who do these kinds of nefarious activities. Um, and th there's quite a scientific reason behind that. And that is that it's almost a combination of COINTELPRO and MKULTRA uh, done almost at the same time. So while they have a cis person 
under uh, systemic organized harassment, it's an opportunity at which they can um, use all the advanced technologies uh, uh, and, and get a real world example for which they can do that from. Um, so so that's, that, that's the most complicated one. That one is something that uh, I would try to leave to an expert to explain that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so if, if, if someone wants to learn about the uh, usage of people as guinea pigs through organized harassment, they should look at Dr. John Hall or Dr. Robert Duncan. And Dr. John Hall is a professional who's spoken with over 5,000 targeted individuals, is what they identify as. And he explains it as uh, they're using advanced uh, neurotechnology uh, and using these people as guinea pigs. And they can discredit them. No one will believe them. And instead of taking the MKUltra type experiment that used to be done in mental hospitals now they can just do it in your home and they can watch you 24 7. uh they can use it as a, a a guinea pig testing lab uh and 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 uh the the types of technologies that we're talking about here are are the frontier of neuro warfare um and uh, the CIA, I, I forget the name of the man at the CIA, but he said before we engage in neuro warfare with our enemies, we're going to test it on our own population. He actually said that publicly. I think he was fired for it. Um, but that that is uh, another branch of why organized harassment can occur. And then the final branch is uh, for kind of sexual perverted reasons. Uh, and that is called psychoporn. Uh, and that is uh, something that the UN did bring up uh, earlier. Uh, they said that some of these victims of organized harassment are broadcast on the dark web um, and as a kind of psychoporn. And people will pay very high prices uh, to watch someone get systematically harassed. Uh, they could sneak cameras into their home, watch them in in uh, sexual moments, uh, and and they would get pleasure from that. And also just seeing them effectively be tortured and and lose their mind, kind of on a live stream. Uh, and there is some evidence for that. Uh, and apparently, these dark web channels are are another way to monetize it. So there there's a whole bunch of reasons to explain uh, uh, why regular people could go under organized harassment. Um, in my own case, I, I, I haven't fully constructed why I was chosen, but they, they kind of let me know a few cases of, they, they for a while, uh, and with some of my uh, uh, perpetrators, we spoke in depth about um, kind of projects I wanted to do, which uh, were about indigenous uh, activism. Uh, 
So I'm very interested in Canada and its Native American history. And uh, I had big plans to come out with like a YouTube channel on this subject, uh, the ancient history of Canada and the subsequent uh, genocide uh, of uh, Native American people. Uh, that was a topic I was very interested in. And they let me know they don't want me to continue doing that. So that's a kind of political motive. Uh, but, but, but I'm not sure. And uh, some of these things, you know, I, I can report that they're happening, but I, I don't confess that I know, like, the entire theory behind this whole system. But uh, something that's being talked about quite extensively at uh, the UN is that ultimately, this might be my case, I don't know, is that um, some of this is because they need victims uh, to which they can study in depth, uh, brain map them, and use that for uh, artificial intelligence technology. So one theory behind the rise and all of this organized harassment is that it's part of a kind of Ma Manhattan project for neural warfare, which is the future of, of what warfare is going to be. Uh, these advanced technologies, uh, including brain, computer interface, um, remote neural monitoring, uh, and other uh, types of uh, really out there stuff that uh, is kind of on the frontier of science. So, so, so that's kind of like the broad idea. Uh, it seems to be a multifaceted system that you can do different things for different reasons. Uh, and even get two things done at once. Uh, maybe you dislike someone for a petty reason, harass them, and then you can su uh, uh, subsidize it by broadcasting it on the dark web or doing illegal experimentation, uh, including very high tech stuff. So, so that's kind of the picture that we see uh, of the rise of these types of uh, assault. Wow. Okay. That is, there's, uh, yeah. I know. I just dropped so yeah. much. I dropped yeah. so much. No, there. it's all right, man. I like it. You just, there was, yeah, a, a lot of knowledge bombs um, raining down there. Um, I, I'm not even sure where to begin. <laughs> like the, maybe, maybe we can talk a little bit about the, the, the way you, what you said there that, that there's theories that this may be um, a form of Manhattan Project for neural warfare. Yes. And, and yes. so you, you said that, that this is being discussed. At the UN, that that the UN, like in the in the UN, that they're discussing openly that governments are doing doing this to people, or intelligence agencies are doing it to people, and that they're kind of recognizing that it's a thing and basically accepting that that happens. Like that's is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, uh, about the UN. Um... Uh, Niels Melzer did, did his uh, presentation yesterday yes. uh, that many people were waiting for. He didn't really go into any types of torture specifically. He talked about two main things. He did 
mention psychological warfare quite a few mm -hmm. times. And, and that's a key component to this whole thing because it's believed that Julian Assange uh, experienced psychological for, uh, torture. And, and most of cyber torture is related to psychological torture. That includes coordinated stalking, a.k.a. known in slang as gang stalking. That's psychological warfare. Black bag jobs, psychological warfare. Doing this as a campaign uh, altogether, that is uh, psychological warfare. And this is a new way that uh, a new system of control is uh, to, to destroy someone psychologically in, in almost a no-touch way uh, so that you can nefariously control or destroy someone's life and make it seem like it was just self-destruction or that nothing else was involved. So this is a new technique to, to harm people and control people, and it's the future of warfare. Uh, even Vladimir Putin said a few years ago, he, he said, you know, the, the future is neural warfare, like these advanced, who, whoever controls these things will control the mind. Uh, and so this is the the kind of MK Ultra side uh, to uh, to modern organized harassment. Now, is the UN openly talking about this as a Manhattan project? I haven't seen that. Oh no, I don't. I don't mean that the they're UN. talking. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they're <laughs> yeah. being that explicit. Yeah. It's more it's like yeah. they're the the, no. the, yeah, the UN are are open in a, are, are like happy to to hold a discussion in which they discuss that governments or intelligence agencies may be committing these crimes or or they they know that they are committing these crimes against their own populations like is that that the, is that would that be accurate the the only sign i saw that from the un was they did say that cyber torture is committed by government corporate and criminal entities okay and and that makes sense to me in explaining why organized harassment happens, uh, at least the modern forms, because I think all three of those entities get involved in it. Um, if you get in trouble with, um, the, uh, there is an example where eBay started a organized harassment campaign against a blogger who wrote something negative about eBay. He just, it was as simple as that. And they tried to systematically ruin their life. It, it was a vicious campaign. Uh, they they would do things like ordering pornography uh, under his name, but sending it to all of his neighbors on the block. What uh, they sent? They, yeah, they they sent uh, like dead animals and live spiders to his door. This is because someone wrote something bad about eBay, and. Uh, and 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 they were high high uh, like executives at eBay that were involved in this, and it was the most petty thing you can imagine. You, you see, I would say eBay, why don't you just maybe take the criticism that this blogger wrote about you and uh, try and fix your company or or respond to the blogger in a humane way? But no, they just tried to systematically destroy these. This is all written up, but that's an example of private organized harassment that you can trace exactly who funded it 
and it was all figured out and it went to jail or it went to court and it was properly prosecuted yeah like you like when you're talking about mk ultra as well it's it, it makes it all seem very much more real because you know there's always there's always going to be like people being like oh you know this is definitely just like conspiracy theorists talking rubbish like they did in the 60s but then you know mk yeah. ultra was is real like it happened like it, it it's the, the the documents have all been declassified there's been i don't know how many documentaries made and how many um like different stories have been told about 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 the the shocking torture of of us and canadian citizens like that like so so to basically i i think to to say that this is ridiculous that this could happen as i'm sure some people will is is probably quite naive um and and the assange case is is just the the, the tip of the iceberg i think really yes and a good introductory point because I know what I'm saying, like, even if I was listening to this myself, I would be very skeptical of what yeah. I'm saying. Not necessarily dismiss it, but it is like stuff that you're, you're not going to take easily. But I'll make a few points to that. First of all, I talked about East Germany earlier. There was some 10,000 victims of this coordinated harassment. Uh, no one believed them at the time. They were considered delusional and no one thought it was a real thing. That's until the system fell, the documents came out, and it was proven that all of this was reality. Uh, so that happens to a lot of victims of organized harassment today is people just doubt them. They say they can't make sense of it, so they think it's not real. Uh, and that's another point that Niels Melzer did speak about in, in his presentation. He said that uh, there, there's a notion of people not uh, uh, torture goes on because people psychologically just don't want to believe it's real. Um, that people kind of delude themselves to thinking that these types of things aren't going on just even from a psychological point, because we tend to think things are, we don't tend to always think the worst, but all of these things are historically rooted. And furthermore, uh, in Canada, they had some of the worst MK Ultra tests. These were people who went to a respectable uh, mental clinic at uh, McGill University. Uh, they had minor depression, uh, minor mental health issues. Dr. Ewan Cameron took these people in and tortured them uh, for experimentation. He sub he exposed them to psychic driving, which was forcing someone to listen to the same sentence over and over again for like three weeks. And the result was people forgot how to speak. They forgot how to feed themselves. They became vegetables. This is all proven. And furthermore, it's even though there's tons of evidence about it, there's documentaries about it some of these victims are still under gag orders and feel that it's still being tried. They're trying to keep it under the carpet still. Um, and there's a great uh, podcast series called Brainwashed uh, that was just done recently going over all of these experiments in Canada I just described. And the journalist behind it, she says, yes, 
MK Ultra. This was the conspiracy theory that was real. And also, she says, and these types of experimentation are still going on. She and openly says that on the I've, on the documentary or on the podcast. Yeah, and in, in yeah, she said they're still going on. Um, she doesn't say how, uh, but one of the big theories is that uh, people who are undergoing organized harassment of some type um, are actually in kind of like an invisible laboratory for for testing and you might not even be aware of what the testing is uh but in some cases it there's other cases where people have described all kinds of strange effects so so to try and uh uh uh, link things I'll, i'll go on to the julian assange case which niels melzer was quick on um and, and so we believe that that's a case of psychological torture, systematic psychological torture. It's fascist in nature. Uh, whether or not you think he's a criminal, uh, you're supposed to treat criminals with dignity. Um, we don't uh, make them uh, experience cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, but it's believed that that's happening. And a key now. This is going to sound out there to some people, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll explain it, and people can make up their own minds. Uh, uh, Julian Assange started to experience voices in his head, uh, and music in his head. He started to self-report that. Uh, many people are concerned that that is actually an advanced technology. Uh, being used against uh, Assange, which is called voice to skull. And uh, voice to skull is a microwave technology where you can wirelessly put uh, voices, music, sounds into a person's head. Now, this sounds crazy. It sounds like science fiction. But But if you look it up, in 1961... There was a test uh, where they managed to put sounds wirelessly into a deaf man's head, where a deaf man, uh, along with people who could hear ordinarily, they could do this basic technology as far back as 1961. Today, there are thousands of people... And now it looks just like schizophrenia. That, that's a cast classic case of schizophrenia. But people say, also, you don't get schizophrenia instantly when you're 55 years old or whatever Julian Assange is. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, uh, I, I believe Niels Melzer knows about this technology. He for sure will not say it openly. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Assange case, I, I can't say I know for sure this is, in fact, voice skull technology, but it would be very much in the playbook. And I have spoken to victims personally of voice to skull. Uh, at first, I was super skeptical. Um, I said, you know, I don't really believe this. Uh, but I've spoken to victims my age, multiple ones, and I said, oh, you. Our, our harassment is kind of similar, except you you say you get voice to skull. I don't get any voice to skull. 
but I, I heard these people tell their stories and, and, and I believe them. And, and there is a sign. It's not science fiction. It is doable. And people have uh, uh, demonstrated how it can be possible. Uh, Dr. Nick Begich uh, uh, explored that quite a bit. Uh, same with Dr. Robert Duncan, who's a former DARPA CIA DOD scientist. He talked about that technology. Uh, and, and he said the, the computer, or sorry, the brain is not a mystical object uh, that operates outside of the physical world. It's kind of like a, a computer that is in the real world and it can be uh, interacted with. You can uh, beam things into it. And uh, uh, a, a big, uh, uh, th there was even some mainstream, a little bit of mainstream coverage of the voice to skull technology uh, where a man complained about it in China and uh, they did tests on him. They they scanned his brain. It had no sign of any damage to his brain or his brain was operating fine. And he says he's continuously uh, being attacked by this voice-to-skull technology, which is very similar. It's kind of like the ability to do psychic driving except from a distance. Is is this so, the same case so, as the? Is this the American diplomat that was experiencing these, um, like who claimed to have been a victim of some sort of like sonic attack in China? Um, I read there was a piece on the BBC where they they were cover they were doing coverage of it, and they were announcing that they were they were prescribing if you hear these weird sounds or. Um, sort of noises in your head, like a ringing, or there was a couple of other ones. They were they were advising you to immediately vacate the area and get out of wherever you are. Um, immediately go away from wherever you are and try and try and get as far as away from the the where it seems to be the source of the noise. So like the 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 BBC were 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 openly saying that this was happening and um telling people how to how to deal with it basically. So I mean I think there's there's at least um. Yeah, quite. There's a, there's at least like mainstream coverage in terms of that. Like they they're all and Mike Pompeo, I believe, went in front of um, a, a congress a congressional committee. I'm not sure which one. I can't remember. But he was talking about um, either this case or a similar case where there had been some sort of sonic attack on on a U.S. soldier or diplomat as well. So that there's. It's not like this is completely reserved for the, you know, the dark forums of, of, of Reddit, you know, where people are claiming these things are happening. It's, no. it's, it's very, like, very much out there in, in the mainstream press when you, when you really look for it. Yes. And, and I, I was quite skeptical. Uh, the, 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 be uh, the best coverage, some of these are, are different forms of technology. But if someone wants to learn about the future of control, the future of both controlling populations, the, the future of warfare, it's a uh, neural warfare. And there is a, a, a scientist called uh, Dr. James Giordano. And he has many, many lectures where he's just talking about like, look, guns, bullets and bombs are old school. Warfare is going direct to the brain. And it's now a a whole bunch of technologies that you can't even see coming towards you. 
Um, and so the theory is, well, you have to have uh, uh, to you have to have some idea of what these dangerous weapons are going to do. They have a whole arsenal of them, and and some of these weapons we have no idea what they are because no one knows what the most secret advanced military technology is. But but there is a underground arms race for this. Like China is interested in it. Russia is interested in it. United States is interested in it. They have to develop these weapons that can either kill you in some covert way, like it could give you a heart attack out of nowhere. Um, it could be hidden as some type of natural cause, uh, but they can replicate it electronically. Um, there was the, the, I think the most well-publicized case was the Havana, uh, the, they call it the Havana syndrome because of the directed energy weapons attacks in the, uh, embassy in Havana. Uh, that was the most famous one. Uh, but, uh, the, the idea is that some of these victims of organized harassment have become mm, guinea pigs for whichever uh, weaponry or system of control they want to try against them. Um, so, and, and indeed, I've, I've talked to other victims who have like burns on their body from directed energy weapons or, or psychological trauma from uh, the voice to skull, which is just like almost like a radio being played in your in your head yeah like i mean there's the so i had to do a little uh, research on psychological warfare when i was writing my book because um i was talking a lot about uh, just how social media can be used in in yeah in trying to trying to basically use psychological warfare techniques in against like an entire population by just like subtly nudging them with propaganda or um trolling oh yeah uh, was used by by the russian uh the russians by the internet research agency um and uh they the the i've came across this um piece where the in 2015 the british army actually announced that they were like forming um a, an entire like brigade the 77th brigade i think it was um in order to it was going to be their modern psychological warfare um division essentially so you know this is is something that the governments are are 100 percent interested in um but like the 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 things like the directed energy weapons and the you know sonic weapons so, genuinely would sound completely insane to people when you when you talk about it but um i mean if if they're standing up in the un and and talking about this is a problem then there's got to be you know there's no smoke without fire um, and, and Niels Meltzer actually said something really, um, really interesting in his address yesterday. And he, he kept, he kept mentioning, um, this, this idea that society is, is willfully ignoring this. Like we're aware that it's happening yes. and we're sort of uh, ignoring it. And, and I guess it's when you have so many victims coming forwards and, you know, the, you know, nothing's being really discussed about it that we, do you think there's, there's things like this that we just kind of ignore and, and accept as, as, as a part of parcel of society? Is that, is that why we're ignoring it? Well, I, I think, uh, now to, to answer your question, uh, 
Bill Binney was the former technical director of the NSA in in the United States. He designed the surveillance system called Thin Thread, which was supposed to monitor all activity. So this guy was like one of the most influential people in uh, in American intel in the inter- American intelligence community. He has come out as a whistleblower, and he's saying the NSA wants complete population control. They want to control people 100%. That's how he says it. Now, Bill Benny is also uh, an activist for victims of directed energy weapons attacks. He believes he himself is a victim, and he's done a survey of all these people. So... Um, the idea is, I think the public is already under systems of control. I mean, we all are. Like, propaganda is real. Uh, what you see on the mainstream media is going to be controlled, and you're you're not going to see too much. But, like, CNN will be the last person to cover, <laughs> like, to cover some of these things. There. Um, they hardly talk about the fact that Assange is supposed to be a citizen of the free world, even if yeah, they identify him as a criminal. Criminal, He's being tortured, and that, that's hardly covered. So we are already under mind control. It's just they're, they're soft mind control. That's media... Uh, your internet is filtered to your, yourself. Like what you see on your Facebook is filtered kind of for your interests. Um, it can keep you in your own little bubble in a way. Um, and, and so I think the systems of control, they go back a long time, but now they're getting more immediate and more and more intense. And um, I think for total population control you need a bunch of people who aren't too concerned about these things and everything seems to be fine in my world um the the other element is it's a known fact that psyops are committed against the public uh the cia is involved in campaigns of control or or they they just manage things they have their fingers in things and they're they're and we don't know the full extent, but um, uh, that that is real thing. And and I think there's uh, efforts to confuse the public right now because we live in extremely volatile times. <laughs> yeah, when, you can say that. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I I don't blame anyone at all if they hear what I'm saying today and they say, you know what, this guy is just another conspiracy guy, like the QAnon <laughs> guy or the, uh, the, you know, like this is really easy to sweep under the carpet in, in that environment where everything is crazy. And uh, <laughs> the, it's just such an insane time. And it's weird because you – we're in a time when like conspiracy theory and reality are kind of meeting, but kind of bouncing off each other. Like I understand if someone doesn't like, I don't believe in, I'm, I'm not a QAnon <laughs> follower, 
but there's a but there's a kernel of truth to it in that there is like massive pedophile rings like that's yeah, true that's that's uh, one of the biggest problems and, and, is that, yeah. that they they, they yeah. have like a small point like like actually not even a small yeah. point the fact that like jeffrey epstein was was connected with with a whole bunch of powerful people is like should be investigated like that's not a crazy thing to say um yeah and yet like yeah. They're, they're just yeah you, you're just right they get they get pictured as okay these are conspiracy theorists and therefore it's all crazy um and whereas you know quite yeah. often there's 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 something to be learned somewhere or or someone has got a kernel yes. of truth somewhere that that something's not right um especially when you get get things that 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 really you know are, are so all-encompassing as as theories like that but yeah it's it's a weird time to, and, to and, live in where we're, we're kind of you've got that that collision um i i saw something that that actually on on uh on talk radio in the uk that was just it was it was a shockingly I, I can't even understand what, what their point was. It was like a 10 minute segment where they got like a psychologist on to discuss why all conspiracy theories are bullshit. And they, I was just like, what, what do you mean? I like that. That's the biggest conspiracy yeah, theory of like, all. He was like, you know, these people are just crazy and obviously nothing is ever going on. And I was like, you're, you're literally just like proving their point here. Like just <laughs> by dismissing yeah. it. It's like, no, the, the official explanation is yeah. always the, the most rational one. Just, yeah. Um, and some of this is set up by design, I think as well. Uh, it's often said that, the term conspiracy theory was actually invented by the CIA. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but they, but it makes a lot of sense because they do plot conspiracies. They do do evil things that, and, and, and these agencies are corrupt. None of this is like, this is something the whole public can agree with. Um, also these techniques of harassment, these techniques of experimentation, they're well-documented. They're all real. And we're naive if we, think they've all ended if anything i think some of this experimentation they they can try and justify like yeah that is kind of an evil thing to ruin this person's life by zapping them with these weapons just to see what happens um but we have to do it because if we don't do it china will do it and then they will rule the world when they have more advanced equipment than us something like that might be going behind the scenes um but also with corruption, it, it, it can get super nefarious. And uh, uh, another example is uh, there's the classic case of the tinfoil hat. <laughs> and the tinfoil hat is like the most like clearly like no one with self-respect wants to believe in a tinfoil hat theory. That's the most craziest one. That's the guy in the movie who thinks the aliens are beaming things into yeah. his skull. Well, guess what? The CIA and other agencies like that are experimenting with technologies where they do beam things into your skull. And I don't think the tinfoil hat is actually going to help you in any way. But um, that image of that being impossible needs to be wiped out because we're in 2020. Tech is out of this world. Um, your brain is a computer that can be hacked like anything else. Uh, and... Now, brain hacking isn't super advanced to the point where you could do anything like you, like it's the mind control playbook is quite vast, but they're, they're still in development. But that's the direction where things are going.
And uh, I, I think the public just has to uh, get a sense that no, like the this neural warfare, the, this stuff is here, and it can be used for population control. And even it's already showing up. There was the whistleblower in the United States who pointed out directed energy weapons. Uh, they considered using them against protesters in the United States. That was a story covered by Seriously? mainstream media. Like that is, yes, that 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 was a, a recent story. Uh, you could look it up. I think even like the New York Times or some or Washington Post covered it. And a whistleblower said the government considered using directed energy weapons against protesters. So uh, this stuff is here. This is uh, if people. Uh, if anyone is skeptical of this podcast so far, maybe I don't have everything 100% right, but uh, at least uh, follow some of these trails. And this stuff is all here. It is here. And uh, we have to be on guard for it. Um, there is an interesting, again, I bring up these old experiments to show that this stuff has been like uh, planned for for a long time. Again, in the 60s, uh, 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 Dr. Jose Delgado did an experiment where they took a bull and uh, they they had to put like antennae into the brain of the bull. So there is an electric current straight to the brain. And uh, from a distance, they could get this bull, uh, they could get it worked up in a rage and then get it to calm down instantly in like half a second. They could change its emotion in like half a second wirelessly with electronics. Uh, he was able to do that later again with monkeys where they didn't even have to put antenna in the brain. They could change the mood of monkeys electronically uh, using just, you know, pretty intense equipment. But this is the 60s, 70s, 80s. This stuff... Uh, I, I'm I'm certain people have reported about it that you can electronically change humans' moods wirelessly, even on a crowd level. Like that that is some insane technology, and if it isn't ready to go right now, it's just around the corner. And uh, these are things that uh, we're entering a new world where. Uh, <laughs> We can't be caught off guard if if these systems of control, electronic control, are out there and people are unprepared for them. That's very dangerous. Yeah, just for for posterity, uh, all the stuff um, we've talked about, I will put links to um, in the in the the resources in the description, just so yes. in case anyone's thinking, "No, these guys are talking rubbish." Um, the the heat ray. Sorry, sorry. I've just looked up the the thing you talked about. So the military police sought a heat ray weapon deemed unsuitable for war use to use on the protesters in Washington D.C. It's called an active denial system or ADS. Um, and this is a Slate article. With, um, so yeah, this isn't this isn't some again forum comment that we're we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so no, no. just to sort of sort of move towards um, wrapping up here. Um, like, where where is this going? Um, uh, do you think? And and sort of how how would how would one try to to do anything to to fight back against it if you were disgusted by what you've learned here today? 
This is uh, this is the best question you could have asked. Uh, this is why I'm coming forward, uh, by the way, why I'm speaking publicly about this. Um, I don't think it's beneficial to my own s- uh, status. Uh, whatever my status of organized harassment is, uh, I, mine seemed to be, I know for sure the COINTELPRO side was real. Um, I, I don't know... A, in my case, if I'm being MK Ultra, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> but um, but I'm doing this because uh, we're going down a dark road here that is more Orwellian than Orwell can imagine. If you want to get a, another sense of technologies that I believe might be tested on on uh, on people, uh, again, there's you can look this up if it doesn't sound real. But um, another technology is now you can be able to electronically see through another person's eyes, believe that or not. Uh, The version they have is not wireless uh, that was published. You can look it up or I'll I'll send you the link afterwards if you can't find it. Um, But and they have the pictures of it and everything. But you can put a wire in someone's brain and then you can see through their eyes type of thing. And it's also believed that this might be able to be done wirelessly as well. These are all gifts for a police state, which we are like, it's already known we're in a surveillance state. The next step is to surveil your own body, even your mind, your brain. Um, so, so we have to be on guard for these things. We need things like a firewall for the brain. Uh, to protect yourself from uh, from from hacking. Now, I, I, I think unless you're one of these obscure experiments, that's probably not happening too much right now. But but it's it's a very dangerous road to go down. Um, so so being not being caught off guard uh, about the of the powers of technology and just informing yourself. Uh, and paying attention to all these developments all happening at the same time there there's the crazy weapons there's uh, there's um artificial intelligence is is getting more crazy all of these things we have to keep uh, an eye on uh another thing is police and law enforcement uh have to be prepared for these types of organized harassments I, I, I didn't get to speak very much about the coordinated stalking, aka gang stalking, even though I don't really like that word. That is a real thing. And, and there's lots of people trying to explain it away by mental illness. There, there's I've seen it with my own eyes. And there's also, uh, there's way too many victims with too much consistency for it to be explained by a delusion. It would be like the most consistent mass delusion I've ever heard of, like 20,000 or more people coming forward uh, with all of these similar events. Uh, it, it can't be explained away that way. But, but if you're just the public, I think following these issues, um, I, I recommend looking up the James Giordano video to get a little 101 about where we're headed for... Uh, for neuro weapons and things like that. And he's a DARPA guy. He, he, he's telling you what 
the future of warfare is going to be. And we the, the public has to be aware of that. Uh, and, and we have to fight back against systems of control, which I think is another key element of this whole thing is if you can silence someone by just making it look like that person is going crazy when really you're playing using psychological warfare tactics against them, we can't allow that to happen. We have to be able to identify that and protect people from it. Uh, and, and, and simple ways of that, we, we have to refuse this mass surveillance that was proven to be illegal. Edward Snowden's, uh, uh, his leaks showed to the world that um, this stuff is illegal, but it's that doesn't mean it all comes crumbling down uh, instantly. So we have to fight against the, the police state, which, which we are headed for, if not already in. I would say we're already well in that. So preparing against those things uh, and and speaking out about it, uh, people protest about Black Lives Matter, which I think, you know, that that's like it was nice to see that people went out and 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 tried to take the Democratic approach and spoke for what they wanted. Uh, but we can we can speak about other things as well. We don't want to live in a police state. Uh, we don't want to live like Canada considers itself a respectable country, yet there's still gag orders for people who were MK Ultra experiments. Yeah. Uh, I, I refuse that. I, uh, I criticize the current the Trudeau government immensely for that. I think that we should take these people and say this will never happen in our society again. But no, they're not doing anything like that. Uh, and. Uh, so so you can go as far down the rabbit hole as you want to. I, I don't I, I have a background of philosophy. I don't expect people to just instantly believe everything I say. Uh, but it took I, I didn't believe some of the things I said until going further down. Uh, but but at least pay attention to these things and and, and realize that uh, there are great powers trying to control things uh and they will use whatever methods that they deem fit and uh there's kind of a, a a technological race going on uh right now and we're all going to have to really be prepared for that uh i guess it begins with knowledge knowing being aware of it my hope is a few of these technologies get really properly exposed um, and, and, and we can really, uh, like, like the directed energy weapons have been fully exposed now, especially with those wh whistleblowers and stuff. And, uh, and, and we'll have to, the, the, the danger of technology is as soon as you have a new technology, you have to have something to counteract it. And the way that that race is going right now the destructive weapons uh, are, are far ahead and, and we don't yet have uh, the counter to these technologies uh, like the firewall for the human brain. That will be a thing eventually, I guarantee you, um, and, and, and other things. So we're entering a scary new world. Um, and uh, I guess just 
the, the ultimate um, cure, just as uh, Niels Melzer said, is just not uh, not being lazy with these things, realizing how important they are. And if someone comes forward as a victim of torture, you know, give it a lot of attention. And, and even if it doesn't make sense to you and, and you can't explain it in your mind, look further into it because there could be something going on that is simply just beyond the, the regular uh, realm of knowledge. Uh, so, so that's kind of how I see it. And it, it's going to be a crazy ride uh, because whether we like it or not, we're headed in that direction. Uh, it's just happening and, and uh, we're heading into a new world. Yeah, I guess it's, it's difficult to put these kind of things back in the box. The, 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 the one optimistic thing I would hope is that if um, the US are, and you know, any Western nations are concerned that the Chinese and the Russians are building weapons like this, that they will be straight on in on research in trying to prevent or trying to protect people against it because if they're if if our soldiers could be victims of it then they need to find defenses so i i would be hopeful that they're also as as much as they're working on the destructive powers that they will need to be working on the defensive aspect as well although maybe that is not as flashy and doesn't get leaked um or you know the it's very easy to show um how powerful a weapon is and 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 sort of see evidence of that but it's very difficult to see evidence of you know things that may defend against it because you, you know if if, yeah. if you if, if a government has built something to defend against it or if someone has and you know then someone tries it and it doesn't work then there is no evidence that it ever happened in the first place um so i would be maybe hopeful that that that, that governments are know how to do it but the better thing would be if they just didn't didn't do it um that would be much nicer um and yeah <laughs> like the un has, has outlawed things before that that you know there's 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 you know rules of engagement on on warfare and there's you know we don't we 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 sort of all internationally weirdly or we're fine with war but we condemn biological warfare um you know there's there's things that we 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 have decided as a human race that are beyond even our own like quarrels as nations that that we should not like subject populations to that so perhaps at some point we will then come to a similar framework on on these kind of weapons um but yeah so i i uh i think that's that's a nice enough place to leave it is there anything you want to want to plug just before we we finish up here yeah i would like to say uh uh to the general public i'll say if if someone comes forward to you as a victim uh like listen to them and, and even if you don't understand it uh you know there still may be something going on there that's more simple than the most easily easy explanation such as oh it's just mental illness something like that and i will also say to people i've spoken to many victims out there who have gone through things similar to me the smear campaigns coordinated stalking break-ins uh psychological warfare of it's like low intensity psychological warfare i've even spoken to the victims of the more extreme stuff like the directed energy weapons the voice of the skull for all those people um i i just i my heart goes out to you i know what you're going through um and 
I, I recommend just uh, trying to reach out to other other victims, try and find people go through the same things. Don't delude yourself. I know it can be hard um, because psychological torture can flip your mind upside down. Uh, try and regain uh, your ground and, and just know that it's worth trying to fight on so that we can prove some of this nefarious activity is going on on multiple levels. So that that's my plug. Okay, well, James, this was um, a, a a roller coaster. Um, so, so, oh yeah, it, it was a tough one to do because it's a yeah, crazy but topic. I mean, yeah, so you know, you someone has to say it. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks very much for doing that, yeah. man. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and to our mailing list. And don't forget, my book, Brexit, The Establishment Civil War, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. You'll find the link in the description below. Until next time, thanks for listening.